Hey, welcome into Jets Nation Radio episode seven there, good folks. I'm Angus Hout, and uh, on my across from my Zoom screen is Sam Brownell. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad yourself. Not too bad. Hanging out in beautiful Alberta for the next week. So figured cross we'd... enemy lines. Yeah, I did. Well, I got a <laughs> wedding to go to on Friday. Uh, I've got like a family thing because all of my family's birthdays are in August. So we're like, let's all go out to the family farm. Let's go have some have a big celebration on a Sunday afternoon. So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we just spent a week moving into our new house and like, well, you know, why save money before going into the new house when you can just go to the mountains and forget about all your problems yeah, you could make more money well yeah i mean we're <laughs> well, one day we'll be making money off of this and that's that's just <laughs> there, the dream there you that go. i can go travel the entire world and still talk about my winnipeg jets and tweet from the twitter account from the jets there you go yes you should go follow uh, jets nation on every social media platform because we are working very hard as it and when I say we, I mean me. So Angus. <laughs> go follow things. Uh, if my employers see that you guys follow stuff, they might bring back JetsNation.ca and we want the website back because, you know, we want good quality writing about the Winnipeg Jets. And I believe that Jets Nation can bring that back. So if you like this podcast, go complain to my employers. Tell them that you want JetsNation.ca back. <laughs> There's my plug for, for the week. Uh, yeah, just a quick shameless plug. I love I, it. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? Me? I'm my own boss and I'm impossible to manage. There you go. <laughs> uh, so this week, there literally nothing happened with the Jets. So we figured we'd actually... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Them. Mark Shifley's in the Manitoba Open. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing hockey-wise has happened with the Jets. Yeah, that's true. And Sarah Oleski has joined the Jets, too. I cannot <clears throat> forget about her. And I mean... We all know Sarah and love her, so she does great work. She does Shaftesbury amazing. High School alum. Oh, is she if I'm really? not mistaken. Huh. Sorry. I, I did I didn't know that's where she was an alum from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning so much about Sarah. I mean, <laughs> cool to have her on this podcast and talk to her, especially for any of the young ladies out there who want to get into sports. You should do it. There's lots of job openings for you guys and for you gals. Guys that's is a gender neutral term. It really is at this point. I, <laughs> I always use it as general neutral, gender neutral. I did it at summer camp all the time and no one complains. So no one can complain on my podcast either. <laughs> well, I think we're, uh, I think we should probably get into these previews. Yeah, we should run. probably just stop rambling already. Sorry, it's been a, didn't get much sleep. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we are going to talk. Oh, crap. That's not good. Okay. What did what I was going to try do? to minimize my page so I can go look at all my notes about the Chicago Blackhawks and the season that they've had, or the, the offseason that they've had, and the fact that they're probably going to be last in the division. I don't know if I agree with that, <sighs> but I'll talk about that in my preview of Arizona. Fair enough. Yeah, so I think that Chicago is going to be the team that ultimately <clears throat> takes the, the biggest fall here. Uh, I mean... They haven't added a whole lot. They're talking about getting rid of Patty Kane. Uh, they got rid of Debrinket and well, I'm blanking on the other guys. Kirby Dock and Kirby Dock. Um, they just they're in a position where they are going to fail as hard as they can for Bedard. Can you blame them? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you watch much of the World Juniors there in the last week? I, I caught what I could. Bedard is just a freak. Oh, but I mean, Mason but, McTavish looked real good too. Oh man, last night, how about that? Uh, 
That save on the goal line. Absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if there's a better moment in Canadian hockey than watching that. It was it was a Canadian heritage moment, that's it for really sure. It really is. Like we talk about the golden goal from Sidney Crosby, that was the golden save. Yeah, that was, I mean, they went down, what was it, like a minute or something later, scored? Yeah. No whistles? No whistles. I was was... freaking out the whole time that we were going to hear that buzzer saying the puck went in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could you not freak out about that? Uh, Sorry, going back to Dallas, uh, not Dallas. um, Chicago. Chicago. Like, I just, I feel bad for Chicago fans. Like, they have, they've been, the Chicago Blackhawks have been dying a rebuild for the last five years. Uh, they signed Seth Jones, who thought he was going to be in a legit team. And unfortunately, he's getting screwed by that contract <laughs> and how much he signed for. Uh, sucks for them. Sucks for both the Jones brothers there. Um, I mean, they don't have much for goaltending. Like, I just. The yeah, it's, it's just... pretty astounding how, how like, I don't I'm not going to say I feel bad for their fans. They can fall back on those three cups in the 2010s. So yeah. I think they're doing fine. But I mean, every like it's kind of cyclical. Every team goes through this where things start to fall apart. I'm sure we're going to see it with the Penguins soon. We've seen it a little bit with the Kings, where these teams who were just dominant winning Stanley Cups, once the their star players start to age and they're still making this big money at the towards the end of their contracts, there's just and plus they haven't had any like high first round picks in a while, and what the ones they did uh, doc they traded away so. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. I think Arizona and Chicago are going to kind of be like a 7 or 8A, 8B, not even counting either of them as 7th because yeah, they're just both going to be so really bad. It's really a race to the bottom there for those two teams. But, I mean, like Patrick Kane's going to be 33, 34 this year. He had 92 points. I'm not – I don't think he's going to take a step back. I think, no. Like he'll take a step back, but he's not going to – well because he has no one to play with i mean you can't do everything yourself and you need you need someone to put the puck in the net if you're feeding it to them so well especially patrick kane he had 66 assists last year and i mean where is he gonna be passing? i bet that number takes a big step back he might i bet he has more goals but less assists this year if he's still with chicago come the start of the season interesting interesting but yeah after alex debrinkett's left you got seth jones as your third highest scoring player he had 51 points and a minus 37 as a defenseman. Yikes. Yeah. That's that's got to be up there for the green jacket. Like, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone worse. Like, I mean, I'm sure Arizona players have it worse than that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling too confident about the Chicago Blackhawks here. I mean, they have none of their goaltenders from last year. It's just – it's – a shell of the team it once was so yeah. i yeah i i agree they're going to be atrocious but well i guess we'll see just how bad they will be yeah exactly so okay let's hear why you believe the arizona coyotes will be dead last well arizona hasn't really done anything this offseason except for lose some players like phil castle's gone they did add zach cassian who we'll see what kind of impact he has away from McDavid and Drysaddle, like he's he's supposed to be on Arizona's third line. Uh, they re-signed Lawson Kraus long term, which I was a little surprised about. I thought maybe he would want to be somewhere else. Um, and then one addition I do really like is a guy who used to be in the Jets system, Nathan Smith. 
I was really high on him. I thought I still think he's going to be a great player, but he didn't see any, he's a center and he was looking at the Jets center depth and just thinking like, there's no way I'm getting into this lineup. So he wanted out the Jets traded him, I believe at the deadline and it's, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. He's slated right now, according to daily Faceoff, to be the Coyotes third line center playing alongside Cassian. So it'll be interesting to see how he does making that next step to the NHL from the college level. But if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the finalists for the Hobie Baker last year. Like he's an unbelievably talented player. So it'll be interesting to see how his career goes, but I do think Arizona is just, they're just not it. Like, I mean, they have Andrew Ladd still on their third line uh, or fourth line, I guess. It's just, they've got a couple good players, Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Lawson Krause, but there's just, there's just nothing there. Yeah. Like, Again, for the 18 fans in Arizona, plus their college crowd, like it's going to be rough. <laughs> that, um, yeah, I do I, think, I do think their uh, environment's going to be pretty sick for a 5,000 seat rank just because of that uh, college crowd. Yeah. I think if they can sell out or like have close to sellouts every single night, it's going to be a pop in crowd, but they have to really, the entertainment value has to be incredibly high, especially for that college section. So they also uh, need uh, arena for visiting fans to go check out for sure this season. Oh, definitely. They also need that uh, Carol the Melka to oh, play like man. he's playing the Winnipeg Jets every single night. Yeah, that dude needs 82 starts <laughs> against the Jets and he's going to allow. He just, he's made like 75 saves and let in one goal in two games against the Jets. It was wild. Yeah. And that guy single handedly killed the Jets season last year. He just. Hand he at, at least choked it out of them. <laughs> he he put the a, a few nails in that coffin. Playoffs. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, who do you who do you have next? We'll we'll work our way up towards uh, well, Colorado because we all know they're going to be at the top. Who do you think is next? I think it's Dallas. I like that. Yeah, Dallas, I agree. Uh, like you know what they played their asses off last year trying to get in. Uh, into the playoffs. Rick Bonus led that team. Uh, they had Joe Pavelski, who is 37 years old, lead the team in scoring. I mean, Joe Pavelski is just built different. Like, he, really he is, is. just a stud athlete. Like, when does he fall off the rails? Like, it generally with guys like that, look at Mike Smith. It took him to 41 before he fell off the rails, but it finally and it's, happened. It's different as a goaltender, too. That's fair. That's fair. But even yeah. like, Joe Thornton, he finally fell off the rails one day. Uh, Patrick Marlowe fell off the rails one day. When is Joel Pavelski going to finally fall off? I, I think he's got a, a few years left in him. Like he, just because of how like physically gifted he is, he might make it right to 40. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, look at Chara. That guy played up until like. Speaking of physically gifted, my oh God. My goodness. Is that he done is... now? Did he sign somewhere? Not yet, but I bet you he signs a PTO in the Metro division. Yeah. So, I mean, I good that. for probably the New York Islanders bringing him back. Well, I mean, it would be nice for them to make a signing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know we've complained about the lack of things that Shevel Dayoff has done. I I would be livid if I was an Islanders fan because, like, you went from having Lula Morello win the um, GM award, which I'm blanking on what the actual night title is, but 
man, Lou Lamorella won it back to back. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm on retirement time now. Forgot to sign <laughs> anyone except, and then aspire Barry Trotz too. Oh yeah. That, that, that Trotz decision was tough, but yeah, yeah Dallas. So you, you, you're thinking Dallas in sixth place in the central. Yeah. They're, but it's going to be a rough sixth place for them. Like they've got Ryan Suter on their top pairing. They lost huge points with um, John Klingberg. Mm. Like their, their lineup is incredibly old and it's not going to get, they've got a few team. young stars like Robertson and Hiskanen are both yeah, very, and, very good players. And even so Jake Ottinger, Ottinger and uh, Scott. Uh, where is my name here? Uh, Scott uh, Wedgwood. Those are two young goalies that you're going to, you know, build and make better. And I think those guys are only going to get better, but, their front end and their top end guys, I'm I'm deeply concerned about that. Yeah, they're they're they've got and it'll be interesting to see how a new coach is with them. Um yeah, yeah but that, that Klingberg loss is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was their third third highest uh scoring guy. If so if uh Ben and Sagan kind of have a rebound year. I think there's a chance there the stars are going to end above the blues in the central. Interesting. Well, yeah. And like really the stars and the blues, they could like, like we've done with Arizona and Chicago, they could swap places very easily. Like we could be looking at our five, six swapping spots because St. Louis isn't great either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I don't think uh, Bennington's as good as he thinks he is. And there's just like a lot. Well, why, why don't we go right into the Blues? Because in my opinion, the Blues are the next team that should be coming up as we work our way up. I think they're probably going to end around fifth place. Yeah, uh, I've kind of got them in the same spot. I mean, when we originally talked, we accidentally forgot about the Nashville Predators. I got them. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, uh, yeah, like Nashville's going to finish ahead of St. Louis. And I've got the notes on St. Louis. They... They've taken a bat step backwards for sure. They've lost David Perron. Uh, Jordan Jordan Bennington's not as good as he thinks he is. And I bet you the hockey gods are going to be incredibly mad at him for throwing a water bottle at Nazem Kadri. So he's well, gonna- just all the all of his antics in the last couple of years are just annoying. Yeah. yeah, and they've added like a lot of fringe NHL players and hoping they're going to be the guys to move the team forward. <laughs> Your, um, yeah, Jordan Cairo is a third line guy. He's playing on their second line. Like that's like, if you were to, I think Cairo's better. I think Cairo's at least a second line guy. He's a, he's a stud. I, I, I think I know he's a stud. I still think that he's a third line stud rather than a second line guy, but that, I mean, he was an all-star last year. Yeah, I know. I'm all aware of that. I just, (laughs) for that team, I just, I don't know. I'm not totally sold on him. The few times that I've watched him last year, I just like, I, I don't see it. I get why, but I just, I don't know. I struggle. Yeah. Well, I think going to the next team, I actually changed up after doing my research because we had originally thrown out to each other how we thought this would pan out this division. And after doing some research, I've dropped Minnesota. Yeah, they, they're they another. I place. don't see a lot of positives in their team right now. Let me just pull it up. I have so many things. Did I lose you? He's always good for like putting 
a couple extra wins, a half a dozen shutouts at least. So that's good. I, other than Kaprizov, like Matt Zuccarello's good. Hartman as a first line center, I'm not sure about. He had a career high 65 last year, mm-hmm. but I mean that's it was far and away his best season. Yeah, I just like- I don't think they've got some good some decent top end guys shout out uh, down lower in the lineup, Connor Dewar, local kid who re-signed there for a couple of years, I think two by 800,000, but on defense, like Dumba Spurgeon. Yeah. But then, then you throw in Kulikov there, Alex Kulikovsky. It's just like, I, I don't see them having a great year. I think they've taken some steps back and they also have a ton of dead cap. Yeah. So this year, this year they have $12.74 million in dead cap. And the next two years they have 14.74. Then it goes down to 166, but still just yeah. like an absurd amount of dead cap space. And how do you compete with that? You don't. And I mean, like they, the Minnesota Wild are going deep into cap hell over the next couple of years, just due to the fact that they got rid of uh, Prize and Suter there. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's literally all of that 12 and 14 million cap is just those two guys, yeah. just those two buyouts. Well, and I, like last year, I remember when I wrote about what I thought the Central was going to shake out to be, I thought Minnesota was going to be bad last year. And it they they did well, but yeah, uh, they lost um, the Lino? Lino. I think it was Felino. Uh, no, Felino's still in the lineup. No, not Felino. Uh, the other F one then. Um, <laughs> I didn't write anything down about the, uh, the the Wild here, so I'm blanking on my name. Uh, he went to L.A., uh, but he was like one of their best scorers. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I'm also drawn to I'm so sorry to anyone that's listening to me, like, which Wild player is this? Um, if you want to comment, let us know and make us feel <laughs> like a couple of goobers because we couldn't remember who the Wild traded away. But either way... Um, they, they lost another big score and Minnesota just the central is going to be a kind of a weak division in my opinion this year. I think it's going to be very top heavy. Yeah. Obviously with Colorado and the stud Winnipeg jets. Well, when we talked about Colorado, the one thing I've noticed, they're also going to be taking a big step backwards. Like everyone in the central took a step backwards, except for the, the jets who really only lost. You know who else didn't. And, this in doing my research today, Nashville didn't take a step back, in my no. opinion. They so they re-signed Philip Forsberg long term. They added Nino Niederreiter. Um, they added it's a fourth line move, Zach Sanford, who I really liked when he came to Winnipeg. Wasn't a big point guy, but he seemed to play hard. I thought he played pretty well. And then they added Ryan McDonough. I think their biggest question is in net, like, is Saros going to be as good as he was the last few years? Yeah. Also, going back to the wild, it was Kevin Fiala. Fiala, that's it. Yeah. Sorry for everyone that was (laughs) holding their breath patiently for that one. Everyone that was screaming at their phone going, it's Fiala. Yeah. There's probably someone just hollering (laughs) right now. (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, Nashville, if if their goaltending is secured with Saros, if be- Soros plays well, I could see them ending in second place above the Jets. Yeah, and really, I think it comes down to the Jets and the Wild, like fighting it out for that that third spot. Yeah, I I agree. I 
you never know how the season's going to pan out. Some no. guys could step up. You could have younger guys step into bigger roles yeah. uh, that we're not expecting. So we'll see how that pans out. But I do think Colorado, Nashville, probably Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg's going to be up quite a bit better than Minnesota. But yeah, again, we'll see how that locker room is. That's the next team, in my opinion, is when I guess I probably should have done them before <laughs> Nashville. But Winnipeg is... Nothing big has really happened in either direction. Uh, they lost Stastny. Calm. I guess they could still re-sign him technically, but I'm guessing he goes to Colorado and they uh, lost Svechnikov. Should probably lose someone on D so they can make room for the younger guys. But really the the biggest addition was David Riddick as the backup goalie. And I do think he's going to thrive with Hellebuck and Wade Flaherty, like Comrie did, like Brassois did, but we'll see. And and how much of a difference is that going to make if he's only playing ten games this year, like in the past with the Jets backup? I don't think that makes that much of a difference. It's maybe a couple games here, or there, the swing, like Comrie was last year. But I do think in bonuses system, I don't think Hellebuck's going to play seventy games this year. I think. I'm hoping closer to like 55 even, yeah. but even 60, I'd be fine with get Riddick into 22 games, give Hellebuck some rest, especially down the stretch. And yeah, I think that also allows Riddick to get more, more of a rhythm going, which he wasn't able to do last year when he played like a dozen games in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riddick, if he gets his time, like we've talked about this so much over the summer, he gets his time and he's utilized. He's going to be a great backup for the Jets. And he's kind of on a prove it deal too, because if he doesn't have a good year, no matter how much he plays, this is probably his last NHL contract because it's a tough world out there for goalies. And like, maybe he could go sign in the A or sign overseas and come back in a year or two if he has some good seasons. But I think people are going to look back at this. If he has two very bad years in a row, I don't think he's getting another NHL contract. So I think he's going to work his ass off to be a part of this team and make a difference for this team. And I also think he's going to have a lot of great interviews. Oh, hundred percent. He's yeah. I, I, I spent some time a couple of weeks ago, just listening to a couple of Dave Riddich interviews, man, that guy's funny, like not uh Brizgala funny, but he still has like just a way with his words. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good interview, which not a lot of NHL players are. I love all those interviews last night after the Canada gold medal game, they're all just completely unhinged. Oh, they are. If you haven't watched any of those, like go to Hockey Canada on Twitter and just watch those interviews because some of them are just wild. Yeah. So I mean, you just won gold after Mason McTavish. Won. And you're like 18 years old. You're gonna you're gonna like swear a little bit. Yeah, I mean, come you're, on. You're gonna be a little excited about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Life is good. So now let's talk about the team that we have both decided are is going to be the top. I mean, they're unanimously like they have a better chance of winning. I legitimately think they have a better chance of winning the president's trophy than they do of coming second place in the central. Damn. And you can book that. Like wow. they they're so good. And Kale McCarr is what 22? He's gonna be so dominant this year. Like if he doesn't win the Norris for the next like five years, I'm gonna be shocked. So I, I wouldn't put them with the uh, president's uh, trophy winners this year. 
I, I know they're going to be great. I know that they're going to win the Central, but they're not going to be near as hot as they were last year. They have lost three of their top 10 scorers in Nikushkin, Barakovsky, uh, uh, and uh, Kadri. Who's filling into those spots, though? Uh, I do think we can basically book Stastny as being on them on the uh, Avalanche next year. Yeah, he's probably going to be a great third-line guy. Uh, so, and, I mean, you can book 35 points to 45 points out of Stas at this And point. he can play anywhere in the lineup. If yeah. there's injuries, he can move up and step in. So Yeah, I mean, the guy has worked his butt off. Um the, the big thing for me in Colorado, though, is their goaltending. They're going with uh, Francois. Is that how you say the name? Francous. Francous. There we go. And uh, Georgia. Uh, both have proven that they can be great, but at the same time, both of them are streaky. Yeah, that is true. So that's like, I, I get that Colorado has this ungodly defense system and they've got a fantastic top six but if your goaltending isn't all together that is true well you know what i think i think if you if your goaltending struggles throughout the year i think there's a chance you can outscore enough teams with these guys plus their defense is pretty good so it might be able to make up for a bit of it yeah but one come playoffs you need your goaltending to be top notch yeah. And you look at that over the last several years with the guys who have won the cup, they've all been they, like stellar goaltenders. Yeah. And it, and even the guys who, even the teams that come in second, they've needed a fantastic goaltender. I mean, Kadobin with the, the stars a few years ago, if it wasn't for Kadobin, they would not have been in that situation. Yeah, that's true. He, I mean, yeah, Dobby. Dobby. <laughs> he so, was great. Yeah. And like, Really, at the end of the day, it just when does your goaltender get hot? And with those two, if they get hot at the right time, yeah, Colorado will be fine. But I don't see them pulling off a President's Trophy win this year. Yeah, that might have been a bit of a stretch, but yeah. I mean, sorry, I had to rain on that parade. But they'll they'll definitely win the. I'd be very shocked but, if they didn't win the Central. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's just. I said way more, but there's just as much chance they win the President's Trophy as there is. They win the, or they got come second in the yeah. central. Yeah, I think it'd be Nashville that pushes them to the limit if there is anyone that does push it. But yeah, like I'd be shocked if the Jets do it unless they pull off some make sort a of big and make a big just, trade or something. Get a forward, move a D out. Yeah, like, find that. It'd be six. yeah, it would be pretty shocking if the Jets competed with them. They're just Colorado's just on a different level, but I do think Nashville. They've, I mean, they've got some guys in yeah. Nashville that uh, and got some really been, good players. Nashville's been quietly great for so many well, years. Well, well, Roman Yossi's just a freak. Yeah, Roman Yossi's on another level. Like, I like the Colorado, or not the Colorado Avalanche, the Nashville Predators are just one of those teams that are just like, yeah, these guys are going to do it. I love to hate them. Just yeah. with all the, the year they won the President's Trophy and the Jets came second in that seven-game literally back and forth series it just was win 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 and luckily the jets won first so that means they won last oh yeah oh man what a fantastic i i wish i could relive that 2018 run that was unreal like those street parties and yeah i was up at arnest and i was watching those games and i was like a big jets hater at that point in my life but now i'm just like imagine if you actually cared about the jets that entire run 
I only started Fantastic. cheering for them once uh, they started playing for uh, against uh, Vegas there. They're like, oh, yeah, no, Vegas doesn't deserve their chance. But, yeah, no, looking at, uh, yeah, Nashville's going to be good. But uh, their, their goaltending situation, though, if Saros isn't their guy, who are they going to pick up? I think Saros is the guy, though. I mean, he was phenomenal last year. Uh, 38, 25, and three. Yeah, that's pretty good. What were his numbers? Uh, he had a 918 save percentage, 264, four shutouts. That's not bad. No, not at all. And they added McDonough, who's just going to be shut down on that defense. Yeah. Cause I mean, like imagine if Halley had those numbers last year, everyone just be over the moon excited for the guy. Hell, Hellbuck's going to have a bounce back here. Well, we'll see with bonuses system, but I mean, with a more defensive system and our forwards, I don't know, coming into our own zone, I think Hellebuck will have a lot of help next year. Oh, 100%. Year. We know this. Jets are going to be fine. Yeah, it's all, all yeah. going to be fine. We've got a goalie from 1988 play, or coaching us now. We're going to get that mix of old school, new school, and it's just going to be... Well, a- uh, the great thing about Bonus, though, is he's adapted to the game. Yes. He's not one of those old school coaches that's just curmudgeon and like, no, it's everyone needs to fight, and it's... Yeah, we're not like, dealing with old Ken Hitchcock here. Exactly. So I, I think he has adapted to the game and will be a good, strong, like, experienced voice in that dressing room that can hopefully kind of control things rather than let the inmates run the asylum yeah like it has been the last few years (laughs) okay uh so before we get going too much further just uh give us a rundown of what your your exact um spots for or your um okay so i'm gonna go colorado obviously then i think we're going nashville uh then winnipeg minnesota um the blues and the stars i'm like i'm kind of on the fence about but i'll i'll go blues in that fifth spot and i do think there's a chance the central has five teams in the in the playoffs just because everyone gets to play arizona and chicago like six times so that's 12 wins like that's it better be with those two teams uh, which I know it, divisionally it's always tougher matchups, but whatever. So Blues then Stars, and I'm going, I'm going Chicago then then Colorado or Arizona. Arizona, Chicago then Arizona, just because like Arizona they have no home games for the first month and a half of the season because the college season's still going on. They don't get any like Saturday home games. It's just a whole like. Or no, because there's still renovations going on for the first half or for month and a half or whatever. So, like, the Jets are actually their first home game in that ring. Yeah, Mike Gould with um, Flames Nation, he gets to go down there for a couple of those games. I'm pretty sure he was there for that first game. I'm like, dang it, that guy is living the dream. He he was just doing the uh, Helsinki PA, like the announcer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mike Mike Gould is just having a great time. If you're, uh, follow him on Twitter if you're looking for a good hockey follow. He's got some good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, he gets to go to that first Jets uh, Arizona game. I'm like you, lucky bastard! I'd kill for that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty fantastic. Yeah, and but 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 for myself, I think I've got Colorado Jets Nashville. 
was it? Um, what was it? Uh, Minnesota, St. Louis. Minnesota, St. Louis. Yeah, I'm, it was I'm uh, not Minnesota. putting words in your mouth, just reminding you of the teams. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember who I had because I had uh, St. Yeah, I think it was St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, Chicago. Chicago and Arizona are going to finish last, and Chicago is going to finish very last. I'm blanking on a team here. Dallas. Dallas. Dallas uh, is, yeah, just ahead of Arizona. Run that through one more time. So you're going Colorado, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis. Yeah. Many. Minnesota. See, that – once in that middle, the like Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, I think anyone could finish. And and you could probably add Winnipeg into that, in my opinion, too. But I do think the Jets are going to be better because I'm biased. Yeah. Uh, and then so yeah, St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, Arizona, Chicago. There we go. Yeah. The Central is going to be an interesting division. I think every team got weaker in one way or another, minus Nashville. But Central Division is going to be some fun hockey to watch this year. That's all I've got to say. It always is. I love yeah. the Central. It's because there's no direct rivalries, but everybody hates each other to a good extent. For a while, it seemed like Nashville and Winnipeg were building one, but then they both kind of fell off a bit. So. Yeah, but even like Winnipeg and Minnesota. I also think the mix-up of the divisions during the COVID year messed things up because yeah. the reason they'd have these divisions is so they play in the playoffs. And then you take a year off of playing any of these guys. And then Winnipeg misses the playoffs. So it's like, yeah, of course, it, it doesn't feel to us like there's big rivalries. But I think it, Winnipeg, Minnesota had some good battles last year with Felino and Dylan and uh, Stanley and going after it. Lowry get, getting in the mix. Like, I, I think there are some some rivalries building for a while. Yeah, Chicago could have been in that mix, but no one really cares about no. them now. <laughs> well, I think like uh, Mark Andre Fleury was really starting to like feed fires to that uh, flames between the rivalry between Winnipeg and uh, Chicago, just because like anything that would go wrong would always happen to Mark Andre, and then he'd go make a big stink about it, and be like, "Oh, life is rough as a goalie." Well, we're uh, we're running low on time on we this Zoom are here. here. I'm gonna uh, one of these days. I'll actually invest in, you know, having this go a little bit longer than just 40 minutes. Because once I the season that. starts, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll get. But for now, no one wants to hear us ramble longer than that, anyways. Really, yeah. But we'll get to the point where we can ramble for an hour, and people will be like, "All right, guess I'm I'm in." For once it. we have games to talk about, like if. If the Jets were doing something this offseason, it would have made it more interesting to talk about, but yeah. they haven't done anything. Yeah, no, and the one time they did was the one day we taped the podcast early and we had to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks, so, Mason. Yeah, everyone. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, quickly wrap this thing up. Um, what's your, uh, where are we following you there, Sam? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at SamBrownLRadio. Everything else is S Brown L12, although I don't really use anything else. Uh, you can hear me on CKDM doing the evening news every weekday and doing the egg uh, show at noon. Yeah. Radio Player Canada app. Tune in to 730 CKDM. Absolutely. You guys have no idea how great that radio station is. And the fact that it's independent makes it that much cooler. Oh, it's, it, it's just a great place. Yeah. So go listen to some AM country radio. You're going to love it. 
yeah, give me a follow, Angus Hout, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, make sure you like this podcast. You know, give us a like on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you give us a rating. And if you could write a review, I'll read that review out for us. So that way everyone knows exactly what you think of this podcast. Share it with your friends, your family, especially with your aunties. And uh, and if you want to, if you want to sponsor the podcast so we can have longer episodes, I'll, I'll, you get a an episode sponsor if you buy us zoom premium so oh, we can actually have longer episodes I'll, I'll straight up give you a year's worth of advertising if you buy us <laughs> the zoom 100 i will i'll write out a letter of confirmation so give us some time and i promise you this will be the best investment of your life uh but yeah right. and also follow jets nation on twitter instagram <laughs> facebook i think that's all we're at right now so yeah and ask I- Ask, uh, like, comment and ask some questions on those social medias, and we'll talk about them on the pod. Absolutely. If you guys send in questions, we'll answer them every single time. We pinky promise you on that one. Uh, Wherever you're listening, we will answer your questions. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Jets Nation Radio Episode 7. Yeah, we're going to start needing to write that down because we're going to lose track. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. We've got less than a minute. Peace out. And we'll talk to you next Sunday. See ya. Yeah. I can figure out how to shut this off.